0: happy hump day welcome in to another episode of farzcast farzine vasugin here with you we are getting closer and closer to the month of july almost fourth of july weekend happy fourth of july early fourth of july to all of you This is going to be the final podcast before fourth of july weekend so uh just getting that out there to let uh, all of you guys know this will be the final podcast so have a safe fourth of july this weekend don't do anything crazy uh no need to get into the details with all of that uh okay a lot of things to get actually not uh, really a lot of things to get into here a couple things i want to touch on on this podcast it's not going to be a very long podcast Derek carr quarterback for the new orleans saints he responded recently and opened up about what happened with the uh, whole Raider situation when he left uh, and did not play the last two games there. Kind of made an interesting claim, too, that I want to touch on. Eagles defensive end Brandon Graham, he is not quite over the Super Bowl loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. He had some, uh, some interesting conspiracy theories. Uh, let's just call it that. Uh, a couple of them, too. Not just one, but two. So we'll get into that as well. Also, Travis Kelsey just did a photo shoot. Well, he didn't just do it, but it just came out uh, from Vanity uh, Vanity Fair, excuse me. And he also talked about being quote unquote underpaid in the NFL at his position. He had some very interesting things today that a lot of Kansas City Chiefs fans would definitely. Love hearing. And also, I did want to get into the NHL jersey band. That's been getting a lot of uh, talk lately. It was about a week ago, but this is our first opportunity to talk about that here on the podcast. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, Farzee Vasugan here with you. You guys know how to catch me. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that good stuff. Uh, we are actually streaming live on the Facebook page. Uh, got a whole new studio going here. So this is our, I believe this is the first time, no, the second time we're doing an episode of Farscast. Uh, so yes, I see you guys are commenting, watching. giving. If you guys don't mind, please give the live stream a like or a reaction of some sort. That definitely helps out the live stream. And uh, comment along if you guys have a question, you guys want to respond to anything I'm talking about Uh, That's what the uh, live streams are all about. Uh, There's a reason why we do them live now and don't do them archived. Uh, Real quickly, if you guys did not hear the news, I announced this last night, Tuesday night. Uh, the Chief Zone is back. Yes, the Chief Zone is coming back. A podcast I said that would never come back. I think this is now the third or maybe the fourth time the Chief Zone has come out of retirement. I think even Brett Favre thinks it's ridiculous at this point. This many times the Chief Zone has retired and has come back from the dead. But uh, that's what we're doing here. The Chief Zone is coming back. The reason we are doing this is because. Uh, I, I want to do a lot more video content on the Facebook page uh, and also doing video content on YouTube as well. But I thought, you know what? Why not bring back the Chief Zone to kind of have that go hand in hand with all the video content? Makes perfect sense. So uh, just a very simple explanation as to why I decided to bring it back. Um, plus, you know, when there's some uh, Della Della bills involved, uh, who would say no to that? uh some exciting uh stuff coming with, with both both forest cast and the Chiefs. some of you guys did ask i did not address this but a lot of you guys asked after the uh, live stream what's going to happen with forest cast forest cast is still going to be around uh, that is not changing the chief zone podcast that is going to be on a completely new podcast feed. So if you prefer to just listen to a cast and not the chief zone, uh, Hey, that's perfectly fine. Uh, they're on two separate feeds. Uh, so make sure you guys go subscribe to that. If you haven't already, the chief zone is out there on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, Twitter, YouTube, uh, the Facebook, Instagram and YouTube pages are the more important ones to me. So if you guys would, please make sure you subscribe and follow The Chief Zone on all those uh, all those pages. And also, make sure you f- uh, subscribe to The Chief Zone. Uh, the podcast is out there. Apple, Spotify, Google. I know there are a lot of podcasters that have a preference as to how you listen to the podcast. Um, I don't care. What, however you want to consume the podcast. Maybe you just want to catch the video versions, which will be available on Facebook and on YouTube. Maybe you want to uh, watch some of the live uh, some of the live stream, but maybe you can't listen uh, to all of it live and you want to catch it later on the podcast. Hey, that works, too. Whatever uh, works best for you and how you want to download the podcast. So, please, if you guys haven't done so, make sure you guys go subscribe to The Chief Zone. June, or excuse me, June, July 12th will be the first episode of The Chief Zone podcast return. All right, enough about all of that. Let's move on here and talk about a couple of key stories going on. Uh, the, the first one I want to touch on here is the whole Derek Carr story. You guys know me. I, I've uh, held no punches when talking about Derek Carr and his situation with the Raiders. I know a lot of people defend the hell out of Derek Carr and talk about oh he's never had a good defense there he's always had a new offensive coordinator and a new head coach okay i get all of that but at the same time you know it when you when you have so many different head coaches that can't figure it out with the the raiders have changed everybody and listen i know the raiders have had some horrible luck too uh with uh Henry Ruggs. Like that was supposed to be their star wide receiver for years to come. Um, I, I think there's a valid point to make that you know maybe Devonte Adams should not even be a Raider right now because the Raiders should have been rolling with Henry Ruggs as their number one wideout, but unfortunately. The whole car accident and what happened there—I mean, they, it just didn't make sense to keep him, so they parted ways with him, and that led to Devonte Adams coming to uh, or ex- uh, going to Las Vegas, I should say. But here's the thing that a lot of people uh, listen, Raider Nation. I know they're a uh, they're a passionate bunch here, and man, Raiders fans just let me know all summer last year, oh, the Raiders—it's going to be their year. Derek Carr is going to going to step it up and have the best year of, of his career was the complete opposite. I mean, listen, I understand Josh McDaniels, maybe not the greatest offensive mind out there as I, when it comes to head coaching duties, but the things that Derek Carr did last year was not on coaching. It was not on the defense. Who, who was it? Dan Orlovsky of ESPN put out a uh, really great segment Uh, At some point during the season, I can't remember who the opposing team was. I think it was Tennessee. Don't hold me to that. I I don't recall exactly who it was. But, man, he just put out a highlight reel. I don't know if I'd call it a highlight reel, but a reel of some sort, pointing out all the times that Derek Carr constantly overthrew Devontae Adams. Uh, I mean, this is a guy who, on a fourth-and-goal play, throws the ball away out of bounds because he's dealing with pressure and at the same time says he's tired of being disrespected. This is a guy that, that you know, I, I don't know what else you could have asked for on that Raiders offense. Let me just put it this way. What the Raiders had last year with Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, um, Josh Jacobs, and then you look at who Kansas City had. Okay, Travis Kelsey, obviously, Number one tight end in the NFL. He started earning the goat talk last year during the season. But behind Travis Kelsey, who did you have that really stuck out? Jarek McKinnon might be the number two guy. Then Isaiah Pacheco. Juju, he got rolling up until that concussion. He just didn't really have the great season that a lot of people wanted him to have. The Chiefs did not really have a lot of great players on offense step up for them from start to finish. Um, let me put it like this. If the chiefs and the Raiders swapped pass catchers, obviously, you know, uh, losing Travis Kelsey would, would no one wants that. But with what the Raiders had, devonte Adams, Renfro Jacobs, Waller, and I know Waller was not available all year long, but that, that set of offensive players, you have to win with, you just have to win with and Derek Carr didn't. They had so many big leads that they blew. And I know a lot of people want to defend Derek Carr and say, yeah, well, the defense didn't hold on. OK, but the defense, I mean, or excuse me, the offense, rather, uh, at some point, you know, the offense has to continue scoring, too. If the offense hits a brick wall and and, and stops scoring, you know, that falls on them, too. Um, kind of like what happened in the Chiefs in that AFC championship game against the uh, Bengals. Um, not this past season, but the season before that. And then look at the game. Uh, what was it? I think on Christmas Eve against the Steelers losing that game 13 to 10. I mean, do you, you want to blame that game on the Raiders defense? They held the Steelers to 13 point a rookie quarterback to 13 points. Derek Carr couldn't even score more than ten points. Look at the game against the Saints. Oh, but their Saints defense. Is good. But if the if Derek Carr is such a great quarterback, why could he not cross the fifty yard line in that game? You know, I, listen. I I don't know. At some point, maybe when you're blaming everybody but the one person, maybe there is a common denominator, and that common denominator is Derek Carr. Again, the Raiders have changed everybody except for the quarterback for the last nine years, and they still could not win football games. Uh, Last year, I, I mean, the Raiders were supposed to be this competitive team in the AFC, remember that? When they got Devontae Adams the same week Tyreek Hill got traded, everybody, almost everybody, thought that the Raiders were going to be the new kings of the AFC West and that they were going to dethrone the Kansas City Chiefs. Not even close To being a reality. So listen. Derek Carr uh, spoke up and talked about. The last two games. And he was mad that he didn't get to play. um, And that he was essentially. Yanked and became a backup. He claims. He would have played for free. Just a. Just a quick show of hands here. In the the chat. How many of you guys really believe. In athletes. When they say they'll play for free, not to mention the contract he signed. Um, I don't have it in front of me. Let me see if I can look up Derek Carr's contract uh, from last year because he did sign a pretty big deal with the Raiders. Uh, Let me just see career earnings. Yeah, last year, uh, according to Track, he earned $25 million. So obviously he signed a pretty big deal. Last year. And then you're gonna say that you would have played for free? I, I, I just don't believe that. I don't believe that Derek Carr would have really played for free the final two games, like he's claiming that he would have done so. I just don't believe that. Not for a second. Um you, you know what I I remember Roger Clemens years ago uh was holding out waiting for a new contract, and he finally got a big deal. I, th- I think it was like a two year twenty three million dollar deal. And a lot of people, uh, I think at the time that was considered a big contract for baseball, obviously times have changed over the years and 23 million. That's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. It's not as big today compared to, uh, what athletes big name athletes earn today. But I remember Roger Clemens got his contract and met with the media shortly after that and says, it wasn't about the money. Really? You're gonna you're gonna hold out not sign a deal and, and not show up a, a, until you get the deal that you want and then you're gonna say it's not about the money I mean come on uh I, I listen I don't believe athletes when they say that kind of thing um I I, I, I I just don't uh Eric says he wouldn't say that if he was broke yeah maybe um but he isn't I mean fortunately uh, I, I just hate when athletes, I remember, um, I got, I had a conversation with a Jets player. I don't remember what it was. It, it, it was on Twitter and it would have to do with Damian Woody being let go. And I talked about how, oh, I remember what it was, um, because whenever, um, an NFL head coach or general manager gets fired before the end of the regular season, it's usually around Christmas time. And I I, I, listen, this comes up from fans every once in a while. Oh, how dare you fire someone right before Christmas or right after Christmas? Well, unfortunately, that's just the way the NFL season pans out schedule-wise. That's just the way it is. Um, Plus, whenever people bring up things like that. They make it sound like these GMs or coaches were working for minimum wage when they're all making, I mean, if they're not making millions, they're at least making very close to seven figures. Um, and then Damian Woody responded to me and said, oh, well, it's not about the money. No bullshit. Yes, it's about the money. Um, why do, listen, let's just, um, Let's just talk logically here. There are a lot of boys, a lot of young boys that want to play professional sports. What is one of the biggest reasons why? Because they see the athletes today and all the cars they have, the houses they have, some of them have multiple cars and houses, all the girls they get. I mean all, all the all, look at Kelsey and the life he's living. And I'll get into Kelsey a little bit later because he did say some uh, some really interesting things in that Vanity Fair interview. But kids want to play professional sports. I mean, that's their dream because they know there's a lot of money to be made doing that. Um, why do you think all these athletes are doing what they're doing in the NFL or in the NBA or baseball? Because they know there's a lot of money to be made playing sports. You know, I've heard I've heard the saying um, they're making a lot of money playing a kid's game. And that's exactly right. So to, to say you would play for free or, or, or any of those things, no, I'm sorry. You Maybe you can lie to some people out there. Not to me. Not to me. Uh, I, I really hope none of you guys buy that either. Uh, Eagles defensive end Brandon Graham obviously had a phenomenal season with the Eagles. Had 11 sacks. He says the Chiefs' offensive line was quote-unquote blessed and that uh, they only held the Eagles to zero sacks because of the poor field conditions. Buddy, uh, I, I don't know what Brandon Graham is trying to... Create here, what kind of narrative he's trying to stir up. This is a guy who went up against Orlando Brown in the Super Bowl. If you go up against Orlando Brown in the Super Bowl and you cannot get a sack and you want to blame it on poor field conditions, that is not a good look for you. Orlando Brown allowed more quarterback pressures than any offensive tackle in football this past season. And you're going to blame The zero sacks on poor field conditions, and I I got a comment on the Facebook page today. Someone was talking about how, oh, well, the Chiefs uh, spoke to the the sod father, and I guess they got some intel that the field conditions are not going to be as good. Folks, the field conditions were the poor field conditions in Arizona were no big secret. And the Chiefs know this because they played there earlier this uh, this past season in Week One. In fact, that actually led to a couple of injuries, one with, being with Harrison Butker. Um, you know what I hate so much about sports is when fans blame poor field conditions or the weather. A lot of times, when it's raining and you know someone's team loses. And they blame it on the rain acting like it rained on only one side of the line of scrimmage like that's somehow possible or something. Um, Look, both the Chiefs and the Eagles, there is something in sports called pregame warm ups. I don't know if a lot of you guys have heard of that before. Apparently, the Eagles haven't because they were not. I mean, they're acting like they had they were completely oblivious to these bad field conditions at State Farm Stadium. In pregame warm-ups, you should have noticed that there was going to be a problem in the game. And the Chiefs, yeah, they noticed that too. Unfortunately, the NFL allowed it to happen, but neither here nor there. The Chiefs simply adjusted and actually made some adjustments with the cleats. So props to the Chiefs and their equipment managers for being on top of that. The Eagles, their staff, was not ready for any of that. Not one bit. And that's not anyone else's fault but their own. I mean, listen, I think the NFL and the people uh, for the Arizona Cardinals, they definitely need to take some responsibility there for even allowing that. I mean, you've got the biggest game of the year in your own stadium, and you cannot even have a reasonable turf on the field. That's a subject for a whole other time. Uh, I mean, I complained about this in week one. I even said in week one after the Chiefs beat the Cardinals, I said, look, first of all, I said the Chiefs will be going back to Arizona. You guys can look that up. But I also said, you know, if this is what the field is going to look like for the Super Bowl, th- that's going to become a narrative after the game. That ended up being the case. Ended up being the case. I got to be careful with this new setup. Yeah, I'm knocking microphones, uh, hitting uh, uh, buttons here that I shouldn't be hitting. That n- never, uh, never a good sign. But, I mean, come on. Uh, Gwen says, hopefully the fields in Germany are good for the Chiefs versus Dolphins game. Yeah, I know uh, what you're referring to, Gwen. You're alluding to what happened in Mexico a few years ago when the Chiefs and the Rams were supposed to play and their field was awful. Um, Yeah, Uh, and then they ended up going there a year later against the Chargers in Mexico City and the field conditions were still terrible. Listen, props to the Chiefs. Because they have one of the oldest stadiums in the NFL open, I think, in 1972. And this is, I mean, so many, I've been to the Raiders Stadium for a concert. Let me just say this. I got uh, destroyed for this uh, by, by someone. But people ask me, by the way, why do you close your DMs? Because of Karens like this. Um I I got a message from a Karen lashing out at me because I gave credit to the Raiders stadium. Listen, it's a great stadium. I don't like the Raiders. I love their color scheme. I mean, I think that's the only thing they've got going for them this year and that beautiful stadium they've got. I think the Raiders have, like, the highest ticket prices. Well, hey, good on them because they're going to have a lot of opposing fans that think uh, it's going to be worth the trip, and rightfully so, because the Raiders are not going to be very good. But uh, anyway, not the point I'm trying to make here. Uh, The Raiders have an amazing stadium. If you haven't gone to Allegiant Stadium, whether it's for a game or a concert, whatever event is, is there, I recommend checking it out. It is an amazing stadium. Unfortunately... Their uh, their groundskeeping crew just absolutely shit the bed for that final game of the season when the Chiefs and Raiders played that Saturday. I mean, the field conditions looked like a, a pile of crap. Uh, I mean, really. It, it, completely unacceptable. And the Chiefs, they have a very old stadium, uh, and yet they're able to have maybe one of the best fields in the NFL. I mean, they take care of that field better than a lot of these new state-of-the-art stadiums. And I don't know how you can allow that. With all the technology, especially that Raiders stadium with the uh, rolling uh, turf that they have and all the resources they have, they should have a far better field than the Chiefs at Arrowhead. But they don't. Um, So props to the Chiefs, man. Uh, Their uh, groundskeeping crew... One of the best in the NFL, Dalton says Bengals suck. Well, I don't know if I would say they suck necessarily, but hey, uh, they, they they certainly aren't as great as the Chiefs. I know Bengals fans love leaning on that three and one record. Uh, I keep asking Bengals fans when are they going to raise the banner for that, but no Bengals fan has been able to uh, to give me that answer. At least not yet. Um, I did want to talk, oh, uh, he also, uh, Brandon Graham also made another interesting comment about Patrick Mahomes and how he acted uh, during his ankle injury in the Super Bowl. Obviously suffered it a few weeks before that in the divisional round of the playoffs, playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you saw the injury, you know damn well. There's no way you fake that injury. The I, I don't remember the name of the defender that Orlando Brown let slip by and get to Mahomes. Dude, he is smashing Patrick's ankle on that hit. I don't know how you can look at that and say oh he's faking it. Bengals fans were all riled up because they thought that Mahomes was for sure not going to play in the AFC championship game. And when they saw him in practice and all that stuff, they got more and more pissed because they realized he was playing and obviously came through and led the chiefs to a win. Yeah, I agree. There's no way he. Listen, let me just ask this question here because this amazing conspiracy theory that Patrick Mahomes faked his ankle injury all the way through the playoffs what do you benefit from, quote unquote, faking an injury? Can someone please give me the, the logic here? Listen, I know there are a lot of Bengals and Eagles fans on this page here. So someone speak up and let me know. what What is a team? What does a player benefit from faking an injury? What is the what, 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 what's the logic there? I don't know I I don't understand these conspiracy theories in sports sometimes. I really don't. I love it when people Talk about the field or the script or the referees or faking an injury now. I mean, that's what we're going towards. First, it was, oh, Patrick Mahomes had Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And then when Tyreek leaves, oh, it's Andy Reid who does everything. Oh, now it's the refs. Oh, now he fakes injuries. And somehow faking an injury benefits uh, Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't get sports fans sometimes. I really don't. Um, listen, I've, I've, I've criticized Chiefs fans for blaming the refs. You guys know me. I, I, I That 2017 game against the uh, the Titans in the playoffs, a lot of Chiefs fans were blaming the refs. I was out here saying, no, the refs are not the reason why the Chiefs lost. The Chiefs are the reason why they lost that game. Man, I got, uh, I got destroyed by a lot of Chiefs fans for saying that too. Yeah, see, Eric raises a great point. The Bengals literally faked an injury against the Chiefs or uh last season. Yeah, this is the same fan base that wants to talk about other teams and their players faking injuries. Come on. Yeah, of course he's the best quarterback in the league. No question about it, Dalton. Um I mean the things that Patrick Mahomes does, like the 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 fact that he lost Tyreek Hill and had the best season of his career. And I know a lot of people are talking about, oh, well, he got the 17th game and that's why he was able to break that single season record. Folks, we're going to move to an 18 game season soon. So whatever record was broken back when it was a 16 game format, which by the way, those guys all broke records from players that initially held whatever record back when it was a 14 game season and and so on before that. Uh, but we're going to an 18-game format soon. And whatever record out there, I mean, maybe the single-season rushing records, those might hold for a while. But pretty soon, all these passing records, receiving records, uh, any defensive records you can think of, they're all going to be broken when we move to an 18-game format. So be ready for that. They don't ever distinguish you know, who broke what record and how many games. They just don't do that. They don't do that. Uh, Travis Kelsey, he is having maybe the best offseason I have ever seen an athlete have in uh, all of sports. I, I mean, from uh, the uh, Saturday Night Live gig and then, uh going to all these events, rubbing elbows with some of the biggest names on the planet. Obviously, uh, him running tight end university every year, being part of Big Slick every year also. Um, Travis Kelsey uh also was, uh, he threw the first pitch in the Indians game, or I'm sorry, the Garden, Guardians game. And listen, you know what? That probably was the best thing that happened to him all year. Because if that was like a great pitch, nobody would give a damn. But because he threw it terribly and then redeemed himself in Coffin Stadium, that became a story. So, listen, uh, sometimes uh, bad news is good pu- publicity. Yeah, Gwen mentioned their podcast. That has really taken off, and I think it really helped that both he and his brother made it to the Super Bowl this year. So I think that really benefited their podcast and good on good on them for sure. Uh, he did an interview with Vanity Fair. Also did a photo shoot, so... Ladies um, and dudes, you know, if you're you're into that kind of thing, go check it out. You'll definitely love what you see there, I'm sure. Uh, Travis Kelsey, in an interview, talked about, quote-unquote, being underpaid uh, at his position uh, compared to other tight ends, and he also brought up Tyreek Hill. And not didn't necessarily take a shot at Tyreek Hill, um, but maybe in a professional manner, took a shot at him. He talked about the fact that Tyreek Hill got traded and got a massive contract from the Dolphins. He actually states that Tyreek Hill got two to three times more than what he's making right now in the NFL. He acknowledged that the free market, that's enticing and very exciting and all of that stuff. But then he ended by saying this. He says, and I'm paraphrasing, he likes his situation in Kansas City. Yeah, sure, you can go out there and make money, a lot of it, but are you going to be able to win the same manner? Travis Kelsey gets it, okay? This is a guy that is in position to demand a lot of money from the Chiefs, but he doesn't do that. So instead, what he does is stick around in Kansas City, and listen, Travis Kelsey is not some guy that's starving for money right now. It's not like he's so underpaid that, you know, he needs a lot of money desperately right now. This is a guy who, uh, Gwen mentioned the, the podcast, the new heights podcast, man, I'll tell you what, you know, uh, I, I was talking to, uh, a friend about this. I, I think a lot of you guys know who Tucker Carlson is from Fox news, who was recently let go. And my reaction was, that's the best thing that could happen to him. You're no longer working for a cable news company. You're no longer working for a corporation. Go start your own podcast because you will have the freedom to do whatever you want. And whatever, he's going to have sponsors lined up. He's going to make a hell of a lot more money doing a podcast than he is working for cable news. A lot of these athletes are doing podcasts now. Tyreek Hill, his podcast got a lot of attention last year. Travis Kelsey, he and his brother started a podcast last year. Uh, I mean, a lot of athletes are doing podcasts, and not just athletes, even um, celebrities. I know Rob Riggle does a podcast. He has a co-host that kind of helps out with all of that to kind of help steer the ship there. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I know Adam Schefter does a podcast as well. So in addition to all of the stuff he does with ESPN, he goes out there and does his own podcast. I don't know. I'm not familiar with the intricacies of that podcast, but I'm sure he has sponsorships for that podcast And all that money goes to him and whoever helps him run the podcast, whether it's a co-host, a producer, uh, whoever, uh, an agent, perhaps a a lot of these big name people, whether it's uh, athletes, cable news people, um, whoever, a lot of these guys are understanding this new technology in 2023 uh, and not that it's brand new. It's been around a very long time. And they're realizing that podcasting is a great way to earn money. Um, listen, podcasting not to um, not to get too off topic here, but podcasting was mainly supposed to be for people who aren't in the media. Um, uh, people like me. I remember when I started podcasting in 2007. Uh, My Chiefs podcast was considered top 100. It was uh, ranked top 100 on iTunes. Um, You know, uh, we had a, a Steelers podcast as well on TSS, the sports stuff, which is where the podcast was syndicated from. And uh, that Steelers podcast was consistent, consistently in the top 100. Now, when you go to the top 100, it is podcasts like Travis Kelsey's podcast or um, Tyreek Hill's podcast. A, a famous people who already have a lot of money to begin with make even more when they have one of the biggest podcasts out there in the world. Um, Joe Rogan. I I mean, he was already a big deal with his comedy and uh, fear factor, but he gained even more uh, popularity because of his podcast. Um, But anyway, the point here is with um, with Travis Kelsey, the amount of money this guy's making off the field and this guy 100 percent has a future in the acting world. He's already signed with an agency. So we don't know exactly when he's going to retire yet. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Uh, I won't dismiss that possibility, but I don't think it'll be anytime soon. I think he wants to play for as long as possible uh, rather than retire a little early so he can win as many more times uh, as he can possible. But man, I think Travis Kelsey, the comment he made about not needing more money, because he even said his, his agency has told him, they're like, dude, why don't you just ask the Chiefs for more money? And he said he doesn't want to. That's not the direction he wants to go in. Uh, We don't need to hear that twice. Um, Yeah, see, Dalton says Travis and Pat get it. See, a lot of people out there say Patrick Mahomes is overpaid. And he's really not. I mean, the guy is. Do you guys remember last year before the season started? How many people said Patrick Mahomes is overpaid? Well, obviously, that did not prove to be true, not even close to true. Uh, for one, his performance on the field. Two, the guy's not even top five anymore in uh, most paid quarterbacks in the NFL. He's just not. He's just not. Um, so the fact that anyone tries to still drive that narrative that Patrick Mahomes is overpaid is just comical to me. Uh, it really is. Gwen says that's what's going to happen to Juju. Um Yeah, maybe. I mean, listen, uh, I don't know what Juju was being offered by the Chiefs, if he was being offered anything. Uh, The Watt brothers are about to start one. Yeah, good on them. Um, I mean, I'm surprised Peyton and Eli have not started one, although I don't think they need one because they've got the Manning cast. And Peyton does Peyton places with ESPN, so I think he's already... Uh, he also does, um, uh, he has his own, uh, media production company. He's pro- he's the executive producer for uh quarterback, which Patrick Mahomes will be feature. Of. So I think Peyton Manning has his hands full and maybe doesn't have time for a podcast. I don't know. Uh, what's up, Donnie. Thanks for joining. Uh, I personally don't want to see Travis Kelsey in a movie. Oh, well, okay. Then, hey, maybe not be for everyone. Lamar Jackson is overpaid. Yeah. A hundred percent. Listen, here's what's going on in, in, in the NFL right now. You have a lot of guys, who honestly have not proven much. And they're hitting the bank. Look at Kyler Murray. He's only played in one playoff game. And he... he, uh, Is he still a top-five quarterback? I don't know. I have not paid too close attention to who's top-five and who's not anymore. But Kyler Murray, at one point last year, was a top-five paid quarterback. And the guy's only played in one playoff game. And it was a terrible showing. Listen, Derek Carr, he has... Never even won a playoff game. He's only before even playing in a playoff game. Derek Carr broke the record for highest uh, contract in NFL history twice. I mean, how do you do that without even showing up to a playoff game? I mean, a good agent, I suppose that's part of it. But man, it's not that difficult to make money now. Donnie mentioned Lamar Jackson getting paid. Yeah, he hit the bank, brother. Good on him. Um, I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes, and listen, I get no one else can be as great as Patrick Mahomes and all the things that he's done ever since he's been in the NFL, the amount of yards and touchdowns and wins he has. I mean, no one can even come close to Patrick Mahomes, but when Patrick Mahomes is not making as much money and has all the success that none of these other active quarterbacks have man, at some point, I think, I think NFL teams are going to kind of just stand up on their own feet and stand up to these teams or excuse me, these uh, players and their agents say, look, there's a quarterback out there that's far more successful than your client. We're not going to overpay him. We're just not. I think at some point um, you're going to start seeing that Kelsey and Mahomes play for dynasties. Yeah. And listen, I know Mike Florio is trying to drive up this story about Patrick Mahomes wanting to be, number one uh, paid quarterback before the season guys, he has nine years left on his contract. Patrick Mahomes on multiple occasions in the last 12 months has said that being the highest paid quarterback is not important to him. And that winning super bowls is far as a far bigger deal. Listen, do you think Patrick Mahomes and his agent Lee Steinberg are calling Brett Veach night and day? Say, hey, Mr. Reach, uh, my client really needs that, uh, that big contract. He's kind of hurting for money. Hell no. Patrick's got State Farm. He's got Coors Light. He's got Subway. He's got uh, 10 million other commercials that I, I, if you force me to c- come up with all of them, there's just no way to remember all of them. Um, I mean, the guy is, is doing just fine financially. Um, he's obviously got his own brand, too, uh, going with Adidas PM2, all of that stuff. Mahomes, eh, trust me, I don't know what Mike Florio, again, If the guy, maybe the guy is desperate for clicks on his website. I don't know. ProFootballTalk.com, go check it out. The guy needs some clicks. But Patrick Mahomes is not going to demand a new contract. I, I'm I'm just telling you now. It's not happening. Not at least anytime soon. I mean, you're nine years away. You're one year into that actual 10-year contract. Because remember, that was an extension. That that 12-year deal included what they did with his rookie deal where they took the 50-year option. So, I mean, this is somebody that is not looking to get paid from his own team anytime soon. I mean, when you consider... Uh, yeah, Adidas, Oakley. Yeah, I mean, Donnie, there, there's a bunch of them. Uh, we'd be here all night if we were trying to, uh, bring, without looking it up, trying to look for the uh, the entire list of sponsorships. But there's obviously uh, no need for from Mahomes to uh, knock on the chief's door and demand a, a lot more money. He's not in that position. And listen, it's not just him. I mean, his wife is benefiting too. His wife is constantly promoting things online. Um, I know his mom has been promoting events online. I'm sure she's not doing those events for free. I'm sure she's making a pretty penny doing all of that. Uh, I know his brother is uh, under investigation, but his brother, I know, makes a lot of money on TikTok. So it's not like he needs money to distribute to his family. His family has benefited so much the last few years, and they've been making money on their own as well. So, um, yeah, Mike Florio, I mean, just, just... chill. I don't know if his dad was necessarily a millionaire. I mean, his, I've looked this up before. Yeah. His dad played professional sports, uh, played for, uh, played for a few teams in in the major leagues, but, um, he didn't make that much. I think like his nine or 10 year career, he only made $2 million. Don't get me wrong. $2 million is a lot. Um, especially back when he played. Um, but that's not like anything you retire on for the rest of your life. Um, what Patrick made in his first year playing football, is more than what his dad made his entire baseball career. So, I mean, yeah, sure, he played pro sports and made some money over the years, but not to the point where it was like, yeah, he can just retire forever. Um, I'm sure he is now with uh, with his son's money, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. All right, I do want to get into a couple other things here, and I'll make both of these quick. Um I'm sure a lot of you guys are aware what's going on in the month of June. It's pride month. There's uh, comes with a lot of controversy. Listen, I personally don't care. I really don't. If a company on Facebook wants to change to rainbow colors for the month, I don't give a damn. It does not impact me one bit. They want to support a community. Go support a community, man. If you want to do it by way of changing your profile picture, you are doing no harm to anybody. Um, baseball teams that do pride day. I, I mean, there's no harm in any of that. I, I've talked about this already before. It's no different than, um, when baseball teams, basketball teams do nurses night or when they do bring your dog to the, to, to the K I know the Royals do that a couple times a year. Um, uh, I, I mean, l- l- baseball, t- baseball, basketball, and um, hockey teams, they do a lot of these theme nights. It's more conducive to do for those kinds of things versus uh, NFL games because you only have nine or um, eight home games a year, depending how many games you play. But, man, to me, it's like what's the what's the harm here? I can't remember who put this tweet out, but somebody tweeted, uh, this is the same person that's been complaining about Pride Month and everything. And she put out a tweet saying that uh, homeless veterans, uh, that there are a lot of them, and a lot of them suffer from PTSD. And I, I think we can all agree that's horrible. We should be far more outraged about homeless veterans than we are with baseball teams or xbox or bud light whatever stance they have or whatever profile picture rainbow color uh avatar they want to have um the reason i'm bringing this up is because the nhl made some news i listen i love hockey i really do i'm sporting my uh, my stanley cup champs go knights go uh, but unfortunately, uh, the NHL uh, got more headlines this week when they announced that they are doing a ban on pre-game warm-up jerseys. So, for those who don't know how this works uh, in hockey, um, if there is a theme night, so for example, if it's Breast Cancer Awareness Night for a hockey game, a lot of the players will come out in their jerseys, but they will wear pink jerseys in honor uh, in support of bre- uh, Breast Cancer Awareness. Um, if it's pride day for a hockey game, they will wear rainbow color themed jerseys and the rainbow color themed jerseys drew a lot of reactions from hockey players because a lot of them did not want to support that. They don't agree with it. And therefore they didn't want to do the whole Jersey thing. And I think the, the controversy from this is, Hey, listen, we've, we have worn Jersey themes for nurses night for breast cancer awareness, for military appreciation. Uh, Cause a lot of, I mean, just about every sport out there has camouflage theme uh, themed uh, jerseys, which look awesome. By the way, a lot of those, uh, some years uh, are better than others, uh, but you know, hockey players will do all those jerseys but not the pride jersey. And listen, I I get it. You don't have to agree with certain things, but I, I, here's my thing, and I know this is going a little on the political side. The things that we ha- the, the issues we have in our world today. Uh, I mean, are we really in a position where we should be having this massive discussion about pride? I mean, I, to me it's like who cares, man? let someone live their life the way they should. Nobody should be judged for it. That's their decision. And if you don't like that lifestyle, simple, don't do it. Listen, it's, it would be like me saying, man, I can't believe anybody that would ever go skydiving. You could die from that. Well, yeah, sure. Simple. If you have that fear, don't skydive. Um, don't rant about it. Just simply don't do it. There are a lot of things on TV. I don't like, there are a lot of people's social media. I don't like, I can either just scroll on by or not follow them at all or not watch whatever television, television program. I listen. I think the bachelor is honestly one of the dumbest shows in television history. I don't do do a podcast for 15 minutes about how terrible it is. I just simply don't watch it. If that's someone else's cup of tea, man, go for it. Who cares? Um, that's no one else's decision here. We have a lot more things in our world to be worried about things that we should be outraged about than pride month. Um, I, listen, I've even heard people say, what about military appreciation month? We have that it's in may. And I do agree that we don't emphasize that month as much as we should. Um, we really should, uh, special needs awareness. We, you know, we have days, months, weeks for all of that nurses awareness. You know, we have all of that stuff. Uh, and I think they all should equally get a lot of attention and support, in my opinion. Oh, I mean, John, they have uh, patriotism. I mean, if you want to support the military, they have that in the month of May. I mean, if you, I don't think it, there's anything more patriotic than, than supporting your military. Um, and we do have Military Appreciation Month in May. But for whatever reason, a lot of people were not aware of that when uh, complaining about that kind of thing. Um, Listen, I don't know what happened. Like 10 years ago, these kinds of things like National Cheeseburger Day or, um, you know, National Ice Cream Day, like these things did not exist. National uh, Appreciation Month or uh, Pride Month. I I mean, a lot of these things did not exist. I don't know when this trend really became a thing, but uh, in the month of June, it definitely gets a lot more reactions than uh than normal um listen I, I, I'll, I'll say this again i don't want to sound like a broken record but there are far worse things in our world right now than pra- i will say this the whole like parades where there are men running around naked up to children like that is completely unacceptable i i, I mean what logical person thinks that's okay I, I, I mean there's just no way no way not one bit um, I do want to touch on one last thing before I get out of here. So as a lot of you guys know, I am Iranian. I was born in Iran, and my family and I left Iran. I can't, I think it was before I turned one or right after I turned one. We lived in Turkey for a year, uh, starting the process of coming to the United States. That took another year, and we moved to the United States when I was uh, two years old. That day we moved to the United States. Tomorrow is the 30 year anniversary where my family and I came to the United States. And, and to me like that kind of thing um, is a is a much bigger deal to me than my birthday. Me be, becoming an American citizen, which is uh, which happened on a Good Friday, um, that's a bigger deal to me than my birthday personally because to me, man, l- listen. Uh, again, I, I, my family and I, we came from Iran. I, I think if anyone's been following the news, you guys know things there have not been very good in the past twelve months. Uh, I've got family there, I keep in touch with, and I and I hear the stories. Um, and you know, me, me personally, I, I'm always very fortunate with my parents. My, my parents have always been very smart with their decisions, and um, uh, just 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 their decision to want to come to the United States. Uh, They could have gone anywhere. Could have gone anywhere. Uh, They did consider a lot of different places, but they chose the United States, and uh, man, am I glad. Um, Because if I was not in the United States, I probably would not be a Kansas City Chiefs fan. (laughs) That's a good starting point, right? Um, But no, in all seriousness, uh, to me, I I was asked this before. I was on a podcast once, and they talked about uh, me uh, being in the United States uh, when I moved here around this time. And uh, to me, they they asked me, you know, what does uh, being an American mean to you? And to me, it's like, you know, I know this country is far from perfect. If you look at the past few years, I know there have been so many complaints. And, and, you know, let's be honest, there's been a bit of a divide here. But um, and I've had so many conversations with people uh, whenever politics do come up. uh, And I'm not talking like on social media. I'm talking like, you know, face to face, human to human interactions, people who I've met and gotten to know. And whenever people talk about certain issues in this country, I'm like, yeah, there certainly are issues. And we do need to improve on a lot of things. But then I tell them, you know, where I come from. And listen, I'll tell you this. I was a baby when I was in Iran when we left. Um, I I have no recollection of that country. I, I just don't. And I'm really glad because I've heard the stories from my parents. Okay. What it was like growing up as a child. Not the best. You want to have a good childhood? You want to have a good education? You want to have freedom? You want to have a lot of good things happen in your life? The United States of America is not a, it's not a bad place to live. It's a great place to live. And that's not to say, you know, I, I know there are a lot of people who listen who are from Canada, Australia, uh, the UK. We've got a lot of followers there. And I, by the way, uh, shout out to all the international followers. Uh, I love you guys. Uh, and I think that's awesome that we've got people from uh, outside of the U.S. Um, But, man, I mean, being in the United States of America compared to where my family and I were before, um, it's just the opportunities would have just not been there for me in life had we not made this move. So to me, um, tomorrow marks 30 years. I can't believe it's been 30 years, 30 years since my family and I have been in the United States, Uh, a lot of great opportunities, and uh, I'm very fortunate. And proud to meet an American, 100%. Real quick, funny story. Obviously, tomorrow's date is June 29th. uh, So I'm sure you guys know the 4th of July is coming up. When my family and I first came here, I was a baby, so I don't remember any of this. But uh, my parents were hearing explosions outside. And this is like, keep in mind, this is the first impression of the United States of America for my family. And my parents were just... Freaking out, hearing all these explosions, they knocked on uh, a neighbor's door. And with broken English, because um, we were still learning English at the time, my parents started asking, they go, what are all these explosions? And the guy goes, oh, these are fireworks. It's for the 4th of July. People are shooting fireworks early. So uh what my parents thought were... um Something uh, really dangerous just ended up being uh, people celebrating the 4th a little too early. So, uh, yeah, that definitely something my parents uh, were not aware of. Uh, in their uh, their fir- Imagine that, your first week in the United States, and it, it's the week where the uh, country gained its independence, and you were completely unaware of how they celebrate that independence by shooting off a bunch of fireworks. If you guys are going to be shooting off any fireworks this weekend... Be safe. Do it responsibly. Don't do what a uh, former defensive end once did. Yeah, too soon. Yes, tomorrow is the match. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelty against Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Looking forward to that. That'll be a lot of fun. If you guys haven't done so already, please subscribe to The Chief Zone follow the chief zone on all the social media platforms i already posted about it so check it out if you haven't done so already and share the links for this podcast if you guys enjoyed it appreciate those of you who listen live if you miss any of the live version you can catch the archived version shortly after this live version is conclu- is concluded so check it out i'm far as again have a great fourth of july once again subscribe to the chief zone i'll talk to you all later take care